said, guard me in the paint, I'm an artist See, I hustle on the floor, call me Rick Ross See the truth, get it, jumping like a tip-off I play hard till I hit a rep, blow the whistle I'm a player, but my game be so official Shooters Troopers, it's that time of the year we're getting into and in the thick of postseason basketball. We're starting to stare down some state tournament matchups already on the girls' side. The 3A is set, and so we have girls 3A state uh, already ready to roll as of last night. A couple a couple good ones. I know one specifically came down to the wire, and that was the DMC Algona girls matchup there at uh, DMC. And so DMC did uh, get the win, held on there at home late uh, to punch that ticket and three uh, A's set for the girls. And so they will uh, continue to punch those tickets here as we move through the week and get ready for girls state tournament. Always a fun time. The union does a wonderful job with their tournament. We'll get into more of that as it gets a little bit closer, but um Excited for those girls, those programs, those schools as uh, we start to punch some state tickets. It's always, always fun time of year. And with that, now I bring in the fellows. I got the troopers with me. Uh, top left corner tonight, it's Doug down in Pella. How are things your way? Things are great. Just got back from Chicago. Saw my son, Kobe, uh, took in a Chicago Blackhawks game. So uh, that was kind of fun. A little change of pace, watching some hockey. Um, so, yeah, things are great. Yeah, good to hear that. Uh, Larson, how are things your way? Very good. Uh, we saw an overtime game here in Norwalk last night. The Warriors got the win, going to Lewis Central on Tuesday for the girls. And uh, excited, ready to get these, uh, a lot of the, all the classes of the boys kicked off uh, this week as well. Busy time of year, that's for sure, especially some of these programs that uh, are fortunate to have two teams still rolling this late in the year. It's a uh, a lot of fun for those schools. Uh, Tom, how are things up in your corner of the state? They're great. And I actually made it down to your the central part yesterday. I went down to Iowa State versus Texas Tech. And literally my first opportunity to ever be in Hilton for a game. Oh, wow, really? Wow. I that mean, surprised me a little bit. <laughs> I, well, it surprised me too. Uh, I, but uh, uh, it was awesome. What a great atmosphere. What I mean, can you imagine a state tournament there? That would be fun. It'd be pretty sweet. Did you get a clone cone while you were there? No, but uh, I saw some friends of mine that, that did. There's plenty of those going around. Plenty of those going around. That's uh, it's definitely on the bucket list. So next yeah. time, next time, Tommy. There's going to be a lot more time. Let's put it this way. We're not waiting 57 years for the next visit. Uh, that don't blame you. Good place to watch a watch a basketball game, that's for sure. So, well, good, Tony. Are you getting rested up, ready here for uh, this home stretch? How are things your way? Yeah, doing very well. Another busy week. Uh, finished up the three and four A substate previews, so I am ready to get rolling here on postseason basketball. Yeah, been busy. I uh, I know I had um, I had one coach that had mentioned something to me, got on and was reading through the whole class previews. And I don't think you you had like one that you were still yet to do. And his squad happened to be in that one. So he read the whole, whole class and then get it here on his. But it's funny to hear how anxious those guys are to jump on and take a look and read through some of your articles and some of the stuff that you have ready to go. So that's awesome. That's awesome that you do that. And obviously then as the games continue to move on and then move here to the well, Obviously, you're going to have a couple full and busy weeks that uh, we're always anxious to check in on and see how it's going. So 
with that, guys, we got to take a look here. We're we're on the boys' side. You know, one A, two A are moving along here. We were talking a little bit off air before we got in. Um, you know, upsets that we've kind of seen or surprises a little bit in some of the scores, whether that means a loss or whether that just means close. Um, but let's let's just kind of start with one A, taking a look at one A as a whole. Um, Doug, I'm going to start with you. What's what maybe surprised you or what has stood out to you or what are you anxious about? You you take whatever you like out of 1A and, and give us a little nugget. I don't think uh, there's many upsets yet in 1A um, on Tuesday, which I don't know when this will come out. But the game I'm really looking forward to is Linville, Sully and ACGC. I think ACGC moving down to 1A um, is going to help them. They play a 2A, 3A schedule all year. That actually will be a really good game for a what is probably a second round game. Um, so that's probably the one. And then on the other side of that is East Mills and Bedford. I know they're both really good teams too. Um, so those are that's probably the ones uh, I'll be keeping an eye on here early in the week. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that, yeah, that definitely be interesting to see how things shake out and moving down always makes a makes a big difference as you say that too. I'm I'm just looking here at um St. Ed's that I guess I don't know when they made the move down, but that that's one team too that's always kind of played in a league that's um been bigger schools and always done really well in the postseason because of it. So it'll be anxious to see how that shakes out. Larson, what about you? What did you see in one A this week that kind of stood out to you or that you liked or you're excited about? Well, um my Madrid is rolling and uh they are getting getting ready for uh, a big week ahead of them, and uh, they're still still my team out of Central Iowa to uh, to represent Central Iowa at the state tournament. Yeah, they seem to be rolling, um, not really getting pushed yet. And the, not yet, they, no. They got Coon Rapids Baird. It looks like maybe Coon Rapids Baird, and then they'll get the winner of Woodbine and Xyra. So um, that is definitely the one here in central Iowa I've been keeping an eye on. Uh, I think the Madrid Tigers have a really good chance to make a lot of noise. That one is a good one to definitely pay attention to. Tom, what about up your way in 1A? What if, what stood out this week or you're excited for? Well, 1A, let's see here. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, St. Mary's, uh, George Little Rock, uh, South O'Brien is, seems to be clicking and clacking. And uh, um, so – yeah, no real surprises there, I don't believe. Um, I think everyone that's kind of just supposed to take care of business. Uh, like I said, Boyd and Hull uh, had a nice one over Galen, but, you know, couldn't get it with Remsen St. Mary's. Yes, seems like 1A just kind of going through is, you know, there's maybe a few of those that could go either way, but staying pretty true to chalk right now. Um, we'll see how that changes this week, and next week's pod might be a completely different story. But, Tony, what about uh, over your way? What, do you, what have you seen, and what are you looking forward to in 1A? Yeah, as you guys mentioned, it's been pretty chalky so far. Um, of the 16 district finals, 13 are one versus two, and then three are one versus three. So uh, not, not many surprises yet in the class. Um, looking forward to district final between Bellevue Marquette and Bellevue on Tuesday night. Um, a little city battle there between the public school and the private school. Um, big rivals. They play very similar styles and are obviously very familiar with each other, so that should be a good one. And also keeping an eye on North Union and Lansing Key, uh, a couple schools that both have a chance to make their first state tournament appearance this year. Yeah, good one. That uh, that one would be fun to keep an eye on too. Up uh, North Union, that would be up my way and up by Algona. So, anxious to see what happens there. 
Okay, let's uh, slide to 2A. This one, a little bit more maybe excitement, if you will, in 2A. Uh, Doug, what did you see so far? What are you looking forward to in 2A? It looks like we had a couple upsets. Rolling Story, which I actually had picked to go to the state tournament. They got upset, um, which is a surprise. And Monticello, which uh, is another big upset. Um, but I think Kemper, Kemper plays South Central Calhoun. I think that's actually going to be closer than – um what people are giving south central calhoun a credit for they're 17 and 4 looks like they just beat spencer a couple weeks ago um so that's a that might be an upset in the making right there good good one there to keep an eye on see what happens larson what uh what have you seen in 2a that you've kind of liked or keeping an eye on well we talked about it a little bit uh keep it be it be in ballard if you can on tuesday night uh that is uh, the battle, battle of Des Moines Christian and Grandview Christian. And uh, we talked about the complexity of that. Actually, four really good teams, I think, uh, coming out. Uh, Trainer and Van Meter will be on the top side of that. And, um, boy, I think uh, that's just going to be a super fun little foursome there. And the Des Moines Christian-Grandview game, I'm, just, I'm actually really fascinated just to hear um, you know how competitive it is. I'm actually going to be traveling to Lewis Central that night, so I won't get to watch. But I'm going to definitely try and grunt, jump on the stream a little bit. Yeah, that's a lot of intrigue in that matchup yeah. for uh, several reasons, which we talked a little bit about on last week's pod. But um, yeah, everything that goes into that, and we don't even know the half of it. I would guess uh, to say, but uh, that one would be fun to keep an eye on. Tom, what about up your way to a? What are you kind of looking at? Well, I don't think there's any real surprises up here other than in, in each one of the district finals. There's or three of the four. There's a three seed that snuck through and got into that uh, finals game with, uh, you know, we got West Lion, uh, Unity Christian, uh, Esra Lincoln Central and uh, Western Christian Hall. Those are the four teams we, we thought would be in the uh, plane. Uh, and uh, I still they're, they're still the favorites in my in my mind. That's a, so that's two a two. That's a good little one because you, I mean Esperville and Central obviously are away, but for that four city team I think is pretty good too. So those I mean yeah. those four pretty good teams there. Well, we always we wondered how the green the Green Devils were this year with Osage and and four city kind of took care of them. Yeah, I I feel like that's a big difference in schedule too. Four city yeah. usually goes out and plays some people, and Osage, I, you know, we talked about them and they had a really nice season, but I just don't think they were playing. Or challenging themselves maybe as much as a four city was. Is Dan Rosak hey, still coaching up a four city? That is a great question. Um, that I don't know. Did you see their girls made state uh, for the first time in fifty six years up in Forest City? Yep, that is awesome. I mean, that is something that uh, the the boys have traditionally been pretty good, um, yep. and so to now have both of them, you know, competing and. The girls making state that's awesome that's good for them i'm excited for them so that was that was cool to see um tony your way what do you what do you got in 2a yeah biggest upset we've had so far was uh dyersville beckman beating monticello who many probably considered the favorite in that sub state uh beckman shot 57 percent in that win and and won despite preston reese going for 27 and 15 so uh really opens it up for cascade in that district final and then for uh for west burlington or west branch whoever comes out of the other side uh, all three of those teams have to be feeling pretty good about money going down in an upset there yeah 
definitely feels like it maybe opens it up a little bit. Uh, Tony, this Alburnett Regina matchup, what anything on that? Alburnett is really good. Um, playing really good basketball uh, down the stretch here. Um, physical, athletic team. Um, I I think they're probably a, a notch above Regina, but but Runquist is such a good coach for Regina that he'll have he'll have a nice game plan ready for him on Tuesday, and it'll should be a really good game. Yeah, be interesting to see what happens with that one. And then uh, Doug, kind of going your way a little bit. Pell Christian, uh, Eddieville, Blakesburg will play to face the winner of that. What do you what do you kind of see with that? Is that PC going to be able to take care of that, or what? What's your thought there? PC should roll. They played that the first game of the year, and I think they won by twenty something. PC actually has a uh, Eddieville actually has a pretty good team. Um, they have a kid Brooks Moore who averages probably I don't know thirty plus, and he's dropped games of 42, 45. Um, he could fill it up, but um, Pellicrish will be just be too strong for him. So when is that substate final then? Because if that's Pellicrish and Elburnett, that'll be a heck of a game. So when are the when are the Saturday night? When are they? Saturday night. Yep. Saturday so Saturday night. night. Okay, nice. So um, if those two match up, that's going to be that'll be a battle. Yeah, that one will be that one will be interesting to see how that uh, that one shakes out. Um, switching over real quick, uh, Tony, looking at um, West Burlington West Branch. What uh, what are your thoughts there? I think West Burlington probably has a slight edge there. Um, just experienced team that's. Uh, obviously won a lot of games the last few years. Uh, schedule is a little bit of a question mark there, and they'll have a, a beast to hold down and hold Narnaman, who's like a 25-point-a-game scorer for West Branch. Um, but should should be another really good game over here on the east side of the state. Um, slight edge to West Burlington, though, in my opinion. And West Burlington is undefeated, right? Did I see that right there, 20-0 or something like yep. that? Is that? Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Good deal. All right. Question, Tony, how many how many upsets do you have in 2A, or do we need to go to to the uh, Crop Hoops website and pay the subscription? <laughs> or can, or can, you, can you fill us in? Obviously, I would prefer that, Doug, but uh, okay. I've pretty much got chalk in, in 2A, it looks like. Um, Grandview Christian, I think, is the only non-number one seed team that I have making it to the state tournament. Good deal. Well, we'll be anxious to see. We'll have that all settled by the time we meet again here on the pod. So we'll be anxious to see how some of those shake out. Doug, before we go any farther, 3A pick of the week. Who do you got cutting down the nets uh, at Wells Fargo in class, the crazy class that is 3A? I here, Here's a prediction I'll make for 3A. I'll say there will be more two and three seeds to get to state than one seeds. That, that's, 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 I think I'm pretty safe on that. Um, so lunch, Tommy on that. Let's we, we're seriously like, I need more lunch. Let's bet some more lunch. All right. Let's, let's do that. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with the go Hawks, but like I said, I think more, uh, I think we're going to see a ton of upsets here um, as we get started here in, in a couple of days. Well, actually Monday. So, um, I think we'll even have first round upsets. It's just three A's just been like that all year long. So it's going to be fun. So looking at your go Hawks there, uh, the old Nevada Cubs got a big win over clear Lake this past week. So that, uh, 
That was a, a nice little win for them and give them a little confidence boost going into the postseason. So do they – does Clear Lake – are they missing some kids? Do we confirm that? Yes. Two. They're missing two. They're two. missing missing the big two. kid and yeah. one of their guards. So They're two leading scorers. So Ballard, Algona, Humble, they really – they got to love that thing. North oh, yeah. Polk. North Polk. Oh, I'm, my bad. North Polk's in there. That yeah. North Polk-Algona game at Algona is going to be a good one. I'm excited to see what uh, what shakes out with that. I might have talked to Adam and figure out we might have to do a lunch on that. See, uh, don't be surprised if the winner of that game sneaks sneaks through. That one, it'll be it'll be interesting. Like North Polk, it, it, like in that one, because all those other teams. I mean, Clear Lake, Humboldt, Webster City, Algona, like they're all super familiar with each other, you know. And so, like, you send a North Polk up there and. It could surprise some people, and you know, you just you, you just never know. Crazy things can happen, and so uh, let's dive in a little bit more. Three eight. So, Doug, you, you made your pick. You're sticking with the GoHawks, but uh, as we look through this lineup here and we look ahead to this week, what what have you kind of got your eye on here? I'm obviously going to look at Substate Seven, um, where Pella's at, Winterset, kind of all the the teams I kind of see the most. Um, Newton beat Bondurant the other night. And I think Chris might have been on to something when he was talking about Newton, I think, a couple weeks ago. They yeah. play uh, Knoxville, which should be a good game. But if Newton gets by them and they play Winterset, that's that's going to be a battle. Um, and then I, I would guess Pella will advance. So I'll probably Pella or versus Newton or, or Winterset um, to go there. That's the one I'm probably watching the closest. I'll go to all those games. But, uh, I mean, like I said, I think every sub-state is going to be – We'll have two and three seeds, four seeds uh, advancing. So just to just in looking at this, it's almost impossible to pick. Yeah, it makes it makes it fun. That's for sure. Larson, what do you got? What are you zoning in on here? Obviously, you guys are heavy invested and been paying attention Absolutely. to these teams along the way. So what? Uh, maybe maybe grab one that we might miss. Well, you know, Tom and I have been on this and really diving into 3A, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I think Thursday night this this year um, of 3A, February 22nd, is going to be one of the most fun nights. It's 16 games that I feel like could go almost any different way. Um, and and so I think that, you know, I, I, I think you're probably going to see maybe those four or five games, but I, I think the one through three, you're going to see a lot of those teams making it through, if not all of them. And uh, I just I, I I agree with Doug that on there. I also um, I think ADM. I was impressed with them this week. I, I think they're going to get through um, and probably play, face Bondurant. Bondurant has to play Harlan on that second round, which I I think that's a win for Bondurant. And then the third time they're going to have to play ADM. We talked about that one a little bit last week. Um, I I'm just I'm fascinated by this whole little group of them because I think there's a lot of different ways that it could all shake out. So um, Thursday night, 16 games, uh, and I, I still say any of those any of those teams. There's there's about half those teams that could make a run after that game. Are, are we still? What was the number? Thirteen or 18. six? Just so you know, three coaches, three. Thir- 13 they, teams that could win the state championship and 3A, is that and, what you said last week? And I had three coaches text and said, 3A coaches text me and say they couldn't agree more. 
All right. So I'm just telling you, if you're going to, I think obviously if we were picking Clear Lake, or excuse me, um, Decora, Waverly, and ADM right now, just because of Clear Lake injuries are above everyone. But if you were to give me the field against those three, I'd take it. Yeah. I mean, because, yep, you got Xavier, you got an assumption in there, you got a healing in there. Yeah. So. And yeah. some other teams. It's like uh, there's teams that could, could get hot and make a run. Yeah. That's all right. Tommy, let's go your I, way. When, when you we were in our meeting, they said there are 51 of the 64 teams in 3A have over four wins and over four losses. Okay. Which is, it, it, that is a rare stat, I would say. Speaks to the parody of what's going on yeah. in 3A. Tommy, what do you got? Tell well, me all about 3A1, District yeah, 1. District, Substate 1's, uh, I tell you what, tomorrow night's going to be crazy. Could be crazy. Yeah, I mean, a one through one versus eight, Lamar's MOC game is not a lock. Uh, two, seven, Heelan Sioux Center is not a lock. Sergeant Bluff is lucky they're playing on the road. You know, you know how much I love the Bluff, but they're or I'm sorry, they're playing at home against a very uh talented Storm Lake team. Storm Lake's got two really, really talented kids. They've been up and down. Dougie was on them earlier, but they've got a sophomore kid. Uh Raz says he's he's gotten a lot of even Big Ten interest already. Uh wow. and so uh that, that's gonna be a crazy Monday. Uh then I go down to substate eight. Um uh, my uh my I guess my Long shot there maybe is Carroll. Um, Carroll versus ADM in the second round, I think, could be a really interesting game. ADM's gotten them twice this year, uh, you know, by about 10, 12 points each time. But Carroll's playing good basketball right now. And so, uh, uh, you know, I think Bondi is is pretty much a lock to get in that sub-state final, in my opinion. But uh, that's, you know, like Chris says, you can look at each one of these and make a case for a lot of different teams making upsets and making a little run. Yeah, that uh, that will be fun. That taking a look, go, kind of going through one. I'll be anxious to see how things shake out after one night. It feels like you kind of mentioned it, but once once you've kind of figured out who plays well on the first one, then maybe you can feel better in your picks in some of those. But uh, you got to come out and show us that you're ready for the postseason before you start uh, writing any names in pen. Yeah. All right, Tony. We're going your way here. We got a couple. Um, obviously, kind of have you to take a look at four or five, probably for me for sure. But uh, what else? What else you kind of got cooking over there? Yeah. Well, first off, the the young man that uh, Tom's referencing is Jaden Coon from Storm Lake. Uh, just took an unofficial to Iowa, uh, and will be running with D one Minnesota, who's one of the best teams on the Adidas circuit this summer. So, really high level player. Um, at the bottom of the bracket in 3A2, uh, I know we touched on a lot of the teams at the top, like Algona and North Polk, but Ballard and Humboldt are both really dangerous teams down at the bottom of that bracket, too. Yeah. Uh, Ballard probably has the best player in that substate, and Jude Gibson. And then Humboldt chucks up threes like nobody else in the state does, and that can obviously be a major difference maker. Uh, but, yeah, four is – I have no idea what the heck's going to happen in four. Uh, Marion, Makokata, Xavier, Assumption, Mount Vernon, um, all good teams. I could see Mount Vernon losing to Central DeWitt tomorrow night, though. Um, uh, Central DeWitt's a team that's capable of going on a run. I'm um, having played in the MAC, and they've got a couple big six, 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 seven kids who could give Mount Vernon problems there. 
Uh, down in five, we got Solon and CCA are probably the two teams to beat. Um, I don't think anything too crazy will happen before they before they meet in the sub-state final. But it's a it's a wide open year in three A, and it should be a fun week to watch. Hey Cody, here. in sub-state three it, on that Thursday matchup, Western Dubuque or or Waller, can they give Decora a run? They can. Uh, both of them played Decora earlier this year. Um, in the first couple weeks of the season. Um, and I think each of them lost by like six to 10 points. So, okay. Um, both of them think that they can certainly play with Decora. Um, if I was Decora, I'd probably rather see Wallert personally. Okay. Um, okay. I, th I think they'd probably struggle a bit more with, uh, the big kid from Western Dubuque than what Wallert has to throw at them. But, but either of those two teams from the MVC will, will certainly give Decora a game in the semifinal there. My other question for you, Tony, is Williamsburg. Can they can they get out of Substate Five? They could, yeah. Um, obviously, Derek Weisskopf is freak athlete who can who can take over a game on either end of the floor. Um, not sure if they quite have enough to rattle off three straight wins here, but um, I don't think there's really an overwhelming team in that Substate either yeah. that I would be scared of if I was Williamsburg. So. So Tony, am I right on saying uh, we're going to see some upsets and not, not we're not going to have chalk all the way through, or do I need to go to prep hoops? Uh, I believe oh. I've got four number one seeds and four others making the state tournament this year. So okay, okay. I'm I'm with you on on some upsets happening here. There you go. And for the so are we we were saying the seeding committee that the whoever ranked the teams <laughs> didn't do a good job. <laughs> Is that exactly. what we're saying, Tony? That's exactly what we're saying. Okay. Uh, we'll have to get a hold of those guys. Who, who I think yeah. you're putting words into Tony's mouth we'll, right there. We'll, we'll have to reach out. Maybe That's it's on pretty the much website. what he said, though. I think it's on the website. Can we get a hold of those people somehow? I know who they are. <laughs> well, good. That should make for fun, fun 3A, fun week there to see what's going on. All right. Um, let's jump in to... Actually, before we get too deep into 4A here, I want to take a quick break because I want to check in with Uncle Larson and see what's kind of what's kind of gnawing at you a little bit there, Uncle Larson. What story or what thing you got going for us this week? Well, I, I don't think we can be on a podcast this week without talking more at length about the technical foul. So for those people who don't know yet, probably the most I think the the correct adjective would be outrageous ending to a game happened Tuesday night. ADM is beating Norwalk by three points. Norwalk comes down, calls a timeout, runs a sideline out of bounds. Very questionable call, but it went their way. They call a foul on ADM. Honestly, could have been a travel or an offensive foul, but they call a foul on ADM. So a Norwalk player with about 23 seconds is going to the line to shoot two. When he's going to shoot his free throws, your buddy, the D the ADM coach, Coach Michelson, takes his clip. It was just sitting on the chair. He just sits down and drops it in front of him, like just literally. So it's maybe 18 inches off the floor when he drops it. You guys know. You saw the video. Referee doesn't see anything, but he hears it. Technical foul. So now it's four free throws. They make three of four and the basketball plus a new shot clock tie ball game. After the three free throws, Norwalk holds for the last shot. 
Reddick Bourne drives, gets fouled with one second left. Obviously, in Norwalk, we were we were certainly happy to get a win, but that is as tough of a loss as I have ever seen, and it's all a byproduct of the technical foul. We got to get this cleaned up, fellas. The moral of the story: have plush carpet in front of your. Yeah, that's the only thing that he could have done to help himself. Yeah, have what? You know, they Tom, you remember they used to have the mats that you'd roll out for the. We if there was a mat there, it wouldn't have made the same noise. I I blame the maintenance or the uh, custodial department. They didn't put the mat. Yep. Run the mat down there. So yeah, it was pretty good. What does upset me about that, too, and 95% of the time I'm going to back the referees, but I don't think there's any way because he did not see him drop it. His 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 eyes were looking towards the shooter, so he didn't see him drop it. Obviously, it must have made a loud, loud smack. Maybe you heard it, Chris. But Yeah, it was it was loud. I mean, because the, the guy was shooting a free throw. I mean, so it got quiet. You know how that happens in the gym. Right. But like – but that's the only thing. I, yeah, so he he's thinking in his head he slammed his clipboard down. Um, but you know, without seeing it, he should not have called it. Um, but I'm sure he assumed the guy slammed it down if it made a loud smack. So sure. Um, I, 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 I don't know if getting rid of technicals <laughs> is the right thing, though. I don't know how you do that. Um I've given you several alternatives this year, Doug. Well, hold on, Doug. What are you going to have a penalty box? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Let's do the penalty box, Doug. Well, on know, that, I went Doug. Hold on, game. on that, real, on that, real quick. Could he go and ask the other two? Hey, did you see that? What happened? Like, could he go? We well, should, but he signaled the technical right away. Right. So the other officials probably they probably should have got together and said, "Hey," but I'm assuming they didn't see it either. Because mm-hmm. they were watching the guy shoot the free throw. They're not watching the coach. All they heard was the – and they're like, oh, he threw his clipboard down. That's an automatic tee. Well, so. and if you watched, obviously the coach had a discussion with the official right before that. I don't know if that was heated or not, if it had elevated. and If it had elevated and then you hear something, there's a reaction saying, okay, and he hasn't quit, uh, you know, fighting his case yet. But I don't – uh, Brian, do you know what that conversation was like? Uh, from the sounds of it, it sounded like it wasn't that it wasn't much. Like he it, was just it, it didn't asking. look like it. Yeah, he was just kind of asking, and obviously that call was a tough call in general. As questionable so, as it is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we talked a little bit about this, like that. It, Larson, you said it could have gone either way, including against the offense. But it's like in that situation, that's a play on to me. I mean, a hundred percent of the time. Just, I mean, the, he kind of threw it up at the hoop, like, okay, just get, the, let's just go, like, let's just keep playing, you know. And so, I don't know, it wasn't as tough. Go ahead, Doug. But I guess, how were the officials all game long, Chris? Um, <laughs> not fine. good. I mean, uh, yeah. not good. <laughs> <laughs> the one, so it sounded I mean, like it the one, a- real quick, the one it, it was a fill in. It sounded like and. Um, even if you can look at the that clip, it looked like he was a, a fill in the one on the bottom. Um, and so it sounded like it was just a little bit of a struggle, but you're gonna have that I, too. I mean, that's and, and I hear I hear what you're saying, Doug. I'm just saying, as we get ready for this time of year, and there's a lot of kids who have a lot of dreams, I just hope none of them, 
you know, I, I, I we remember talking to Coach Watson a couple weeks ago, and they get to play Waukee, Waukee Northwest at the state tournament. Within three minutes, you know, there's obviously something. Now, in that case, you can say, yeah, they shouldn't have said it. But just I just hope that nothing like that ever happens. And that's all I had said. Thank God it wasn't in a tournament game because that would be a terrible way to end your season. Brutal. I think I think the association, the girls' association, will do a good job um, as far as assigning the top officials for the tournament. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of these first round games when everybody's playing, you're not going to get the best crews at some of these locations. But when you get to sub-state, you get the state tournament, you generally have the top officials, and, and most of them are, are really good and, and understand, you know, the flow of play and, and the time and score, um, you know, generally. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But it only takes one, right? I mean, that's the thing. Yep. Hey, Go Dougie. Ahead, yeah. As a, as a former official – did you ever have those moments where something like that happened and then all of a sudden you felt like Ralphie in Christmas Story when he lost the lug nuts? Oh, F dash, dash, dash. 100% all the time. Yeah. You, you, you get caught up in the, in the game and you almost have to, just like any, like a player, you got to calm yourself. Cause when you're out on the floor at the state tournament or a sub state game where it's packed, you get, or I did, I would get as excited as everybody else. Like, okay, this is a huge game and you literally have to just stop, breathe and calm yourself. Cause you get, get, you get yourself caught up in, in the game action. Um, but that's where you kind of, your top officials will rise to the top. Yeah. Um, but Oh, for sure. There's probably every game you're like, huh, I'm, I'm not sure I got that one. And you're like, okay, let's, let's roll with it. Cause yeah. too late now. Yeah, but Doug, that's why I'm saying, and I I know we we are in agreement. Like the technical foul is not going away, but that is what I'm saying. I just wish they would train refs to say, "Listen, this is a absolute last resort. This is this is something you know we've talked a lot about it. So I do think you can do a little bit more of that. Not not something to lean on, but it's a last resort option for you. Here's the problem, Chris. And I don't think I'll get in trouble for this, but I might. There's no training. Yeah. There's there's no training. So there's no accountability right. for any official. They get you pass a test online. So I sign up online. I pass the 50 questions. I get 75% right. I'm an official and I can go referee a varsity game. And so other than the assigners, and there's some assigners, they do not care just as long as their games are filled. And we've seen that yeah. with the, some of the games this year. So there's no accountability on the official sites and there's no training unless you personally go to camps in high school. There's no, there's no, uh, there's zero training. So that's, that's a, that's an issue right there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it a little bit, a little bit tough there, but uh, I will, I will say too, to your point about the assignments and as the further you move along, it definitely becomes less and less of an issue. The deeper we get into it, as opposed to a random Thursday when you're trying to get makeup games in and it's the fourth game of the week and who knows who's showing up. So there definitely is a difference. And I do think that, uh, you know, from a, from a state implications that usually, um 
95% of the time it, it goes at least the way that it probably should. So that's, that's a good thing. All right. Uh, Larson, I know you have to get out. So before you leave, tell me what 4A, what do you got? What are you looking uh, at for 4A here? I cannot wait. First of all, I'm going to just talk a little Norwalk because that's where I'll be broadcasting a couple games. Uh, fr- hopefully we get through Des Moines Lincoln, which I think should, should happen fairly handily. And then we're going to Sioux city or excuse me, council bluffs, Thomas Jefferson. And, uh, I'm just really excited for it. Tom's kind of been talking about them a little bit. Uh, watch them on film. I want to go visit this place. Uh, I, I think it's a really fun for a battle. Cause you know, we talk yeah. a lot about the CIM CIML teams. So to get a good little Hawkeye against a, a good West West side team, uh, is going to be a lot of fun. So that I am looking forward to. And then these sub state, you know, finals, boy, I think they did a really nice job. I just see some, some matchups that I'm really, uh, Really excited for it. Just, just some really tasty matchups that are going to be fun to watch. You know, I think both Friday and then obviously we'll talk about it over the weekend. But those sub-state finals are going to be doozies. Yeah. Tom, anything to add on that one, real quick? Whatever we're looking at two. Well, I'm going to tell you this about two. I know TJ is. Uh, it's no secret they are having the year of years they've ever had. They've got five kids that uh, got they play with a little chip on their shoulder. Um. The, their coach can, I mean, they, they just, uh, I think TJ feels like they've been the uh, doormat for long enough. And so these kids play with a little bit of an aggression, a little bit of a chip. Uh, we're going to see how that translates into tournament basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, tournament basketball, you have to have composure. You have to have a uh, little, you know, you have to have a chip, but you have to have moxie and you have to, you know, you got to be able to keep your cool. And so that's going to be the real test. Uh, like Chris says, I think, that game, I'll probably be there too with Doug, okay. uh, because as I told Raz today, if you're playing, don't expect me there. I'm going to be down at Council Council Bluffs because that atmosphere is going to be uh, the Super Bowl for Super Bowl swarm. I love it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I am too. I'll be honest with you. maybe maybe the game I'm looking forward to most in the tournament is that game. That would be awesome. That would be yeah. fun. Uh, so let's just bump up to one then quick, uh, Tommy, while we're on you, looking at, uh, obviously, that's the one where we'll find yeah. Sioux City East at. What uh, I know we talked a little last week about it, but what are, what are you well, kind of thinking there? I watched Des Moines North today. Um, I think athletically they're similar to East a little bit, and but I don't think they have quite the same skill level top to bottom that Sioux City East does. So I, I think it's going to be East, and I'm picking Ames to come out of that other side. Um, and uh, – you know, depending on where that's at, that's probably uh, again. I don't know much about Ames, but I um, that could be toss up. That'll be yeah. a neutral site, most likely. Uh, I'm guessing that's going to be in uh, Council Bluffs. That um, Ames would be Ames Johnson matchup will be an interesting one too to right. see kind of what uh, what comes out of that and what that game in general just those styles too between Ames and Johnson could be could be maybe not the most exciting thing in the world but could be interesting to see uh what shakes out with those two going back and forth so that'd be interesting to see you in both one and two and seeing what's going on Doug what are you kind of what are you kind of zoning in on here on 4A I don't know much about 4A. I do know Kennedy's really good so they're my pick all the way through so Kennedy 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 I don't think they're going to get beat but uh, and I think DCG is uh, like I said last week. Um, I don't think they're getting enough love, so I'm uh, I'm gonna ride DCG's coattails to the state tournament. 
Um, and uh, I think this is Tony's probably expertise here. Yeah, Tony's got this one pretty well covered here. Let's start in three, Tony. Um, what do you what do you see in three with uh, Iowa City West on the top of that one? Yeah, I don't think anything uh, too outlandish is going to happen in three here. I think it's probably West Bettendorf in the final. Um, West is probably a little bit better team top to bottom, but Bettendorf has a kid, Caden um, Wilkins, who can who can take over a game. So um, West kind of looks more like a traditional West team uh, this year, a little more defensive oriented than they have been in the last few years, uh, obviously under Bergman. Um so if they can lock in on defense against Wilkins, I think they should have enough firepower there to, to make it out of uh, sub-state three. Good. And then moving to five for me, that's the one that we find Dubuque Sr. at the top of. What can you tell me? PV's got a chance in that one, always got a chance with the style they play, or what What are you thinking there? Oh, yeah. Uh, PV definitely has a chance to come out of there. Um, brought back just about everybody from, from last year's semifinal team. Uh, so – and – the way that both senior and PV like to play, that's going to be a really low possession game. And anytime you've got fewer possessions, uh, obviously more crazy things can happen. Um, Prairie is the only other team uh, in that sub-state that could make some noise. Uh, they've started to kind of find their rhythm now under their new coach, um, playing up-tempo. If they can, they can get PV down early in that semifinal, uh, maybe PV gets a little tight, kind of like Kennedy did in their quarterfinal at the state tournament last year against PV. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's probably senior PV and then a, a rock fight in that sub-state final. Right. Hmm. That'll be interesting. Okay. Moving to six. This is the one Cedar Falls is at the top of this one. I, I mean, I try to make heads and tails of this and I, I, not knowing how good Cedar Falls is, I guess is my problem on this. I, I mean, you have Dowling at 11 and 11, the three seed in this. You know, Northwest, who has, you know, showed the ability to go out and beat really good teams, but also showed the ability to struggle at times. So what what are you seeing in this one? Yeah, interesting one here. Uh, Cedar Falls and Northwest have probably been two of the best teams in 4A over the last two months or so. Um, Cedar Falls, 18-3, and three, uh, but those three losses to Kennedy, West, and Assumption are by a combined 12 points. So they're really close to – to being right up there with Kennedy as one of the the favorites in the class. Um, I think Cedar Falls probably has a little bit too much firepower for, for Northwest to keep up with there, but I'm never going to count uh, Brett Watson coach team out. Yeah, you definitely that. It's tough to do because he's definitely going to have something ready to go and have those boys ready to play. Um, last one, this would normally be a Larson, but Tony, I'm going to have you jump on as sub-state eight. We talked quite a bit about this one last time. This is the one that is hopefully featuring Ankeny versus Ankeny Centennial on a trip to the state tournament. But could Roosevelt or um, Iowa City Liberty mess things up here? What are you thinking? I don't think so. I think we're probably going to get that Ankeny battle in the sub-state final. Um, Roosevelt obviously had a, an interesting week, uh, losing several yeah. wins to a forfeit. Um, but the, I believe that the player who was ineligible wasn't a, a major contributor for them. So they should pretty much have their roster intact. Um, they've got a, a young freshman named Charlie King, uh, who's had a really good year for them. Um, high level shooter. And if he can knock down some shots early in that game against Centennial, that might be one kind of similar to the Prairie PV matchup 
where maybe you get Centennial playing a little tight, but I think the the Jaguars probably just have a little too much there on the defensive end for Roosevelt. Yeah, good. Well, good. It looks like we touched on pretty much all of them. I guess we had didn't go too deep on seven, and so as we look at seven, this is the one that has Waukee as the one seed, and then Dallas Center Grimes um, as the two seed in there. Um, I mean, CB Lincoln. Tom, I guess, what do you think with them? They're the three seed in that. They got enough to sneak, find a way, or what do you think? I, I you know, I'll be, I hate to say this about any team, but, you know, they lost their uh, postman here with about two games left in the regular season. They've got uh, Cole Arnold, 6'5", kid can score. They've got a, a um, oh, God, uh, I'm, his name's missing me on the off guard. I just, I don't think they've got enough bullets left in the chamber. And I almost don't know if they've got enough energy left. They just haven't been playing real inspired lately. Uh, and then losing your your postman. Uh, they, you know, Coach Isaacson's going to have to really uh, right the ship, I think, to get him motivated for the tournament. You can say it, Tommy. It's fine. It's just a podcast. No one's listening. Just go oh, ahead and say it. Yeah. Just yeah. go ahead and say it. Yeah. Oh, just trying to set him up there. Uh, Tony, so then if this stays true and we go Waukee, DCG, I mean, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking a little bit there? Give me some good news, Tony. Give me some news. good news. Can the, can DCG hang with them? DCG can hang with them for sure. Um, I don't know if they can beat them, but they can hang with them. Um, I, f- I have a feeling, or my philosophy when I think two teams are as close as Waukee and DCG are, is I'm going to take the best player on the floor at the end of the day, and that's going to be Mason Costello. I, to me, I think you just gave uh, DCG some bulletin board material. Tony uh, Rose says. I hope Joel uses it. There, you go. <laughs> there we go. Get the boys fired up. Let's go. Let's uh, let's have some fun. Let's make this uh, even more enjoyable and let us know, too. We want to hear from these guys. Come on. We want to know what's going on with you guys are listening. Um, good. Well, we'll have. I'm, I'm excited for next week's pod. We're going to have a lot to talk about, a lot to go over, but we're not quite done yet. Tony, Monaco Minute, who going into postseason here? Unfortunately, um, some of these guys, their seasons are done, but uh, who do we might need to take a little bit closer look at here and keep an eye on as we move into the postseason? Yeah, this kid's probably my most well-known one so far. Uh, Bodie from Southeast Polk, uh, 6'2", junior guard. Uh, averaging about 21, five rebounds, two assists. Um, he's a, a kid who's got in the gym range, uh, a little bit streaky shooter, but but when he gets it going, he's really, really tough to slow down. Um, obviously, the focal point of, of the Southeast Polk offense, and he gets a lot of junk defenses thrown at him uh, from CIML teams nonetheless, and he's still putting up big numbers. Uh, so Buddy Goodman is a kid I'm, I think is going to have a, a big summer this year and and kind of explode in his recruitment. Good. And is so they related to the Goodmans, the four Dodge Goodmans. I believe he's the grandson of the. Is this? Yeah. You're talking Southeast Polk? Yep. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's Tom Sr.'s grandson. Yep. Tom Jr.'s son. And so looking at, they have um, just the one we were just talking about. So they're the four seed. Uh, they've got Marshalltown. They get past them, then they'll face Waukee um, in substate seven. So Southeast Polk, one to keep an eye on in Tony's Monogal Minute this week. Tommy, shout out. Who do we got? What's what's going on? Well, I I, I, th- I thought about this uh, quite a bit. And Doug, you might have some thoughts on this as a former official. But I'm, my shout out this week is to 
Denison High School athletic director and head coach Derek Fink. Um, you know, officials go to these games and uh, sometimes they're treated, they're welcomed, sometimes they're not, sometimes they're treated really well. And I've noticed throughout the years that some schools really do a good job of trying to take care of the officials, make sure they, you know, they, they got water, they've got something to eat. Um, and so I took a little poll with some local officials. This is just a Northwest Iowa deal. Um, and I asked the officials, where, who treats you the best? Where do you get the best? And it was kind of overwhelmingly Denison, Denison, Denison. They're getting a great reserve parking spots, a fantastic officials room. They have a menu to pick food from before the game. It's there hot and ready after the game for when they're done. Um, and so Denison, but there were some good second places, Newell Fonda, Spirit Lake, West Sioux, Haywarden. But uh, Denison seemed to be the overwhelming uh, best school to the officials. I figure I'm, as much as, as much as we kind of pick on officials, we you know it's nice to know they're taken care of. Some places. I like that a lot, Tom. Actually, we need to expand that out of the northwest corner and figure out what else we got going on. Well, and and I think we could do that. It's like, hey, throughout the state, who is who's doing the best job? Maybe that's one of our you know one of our questions out on Twitter this week is, what schools treat the officials really well? I will say one of the best schools, Pella does a good job, but one of the best schools when I was officiating was Southeast Polk. Southeast Polk had a full table full of anything you wanted, candy, gum, the whole shoot match. They would have shampoo, towels, everything out for you. And after the game, they had pizza, burgers. I mean, they would have a full spread for you. Um, and they, they meet you at the door, bring you to your room. They have somebody there at the corner every time. Uh, so Southeast Polk is in the CIML, hands down the best. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd love to love to know a little bit more and hear a little bit more about that and who's doing a good job and taking care of taking care of those guys. Because yeah, we we might pick a little bit, but we need those guys. We need those guys to show up. We need those guys to do their job to be able Absolutely. to have everybody else do their job and to be able to have us get on podcasts talk about games. Because without those guys, we wouldn't be able to do it. So. Um, before we get out of here tonight, though, um, Tommy, I got to know your take on uh, the one Jay Williams and thinking that Caitlin Clark's not great yet. Did you see his comments? I know you're going to have to tell me who this Jay Williams character is. You don't I know. Who I know who Caitlin Clark is, but Jay Williams, that guy's old news. Okay, that's all I got to say. Oh, He's old news. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's... Don't even get me started. <laughs> well i did that's why i wanted to tell yeah, me. I yeah, knew, yeah. I knew she's, you. she's not great i knew you had a take on that did he really yeah. say she wasn't great i didn't hear it either oh yeah she's, yeah she's, she's got to win a championship before she can be great so apparently if you haven't ever won a championship you're not great jeez oh, that's tough tough take and uh he has seen he's seen a side of iowa this week that i don't think uh he was quite ready for it based well, off did. of what I've seen on Twitter anyway. He pissed off my man Shaq. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah you don't piss Shaq off because Shaq says he, she's the best player of all time. Yeah, that's great. That's good. And that, that was amazing. That was fun, too. It's exciting to continue to follow that journey. Um, so more to, more to come on that. We'll see how that shakes out. But, uh, guys, we covered a lot, and we got a lot to go over next week. So go get your rest, watch some games, get signed in take down some notes, come back ready to go next week, and we'll be ready for you guys. We appreciate you listening. As always, tell a friend that this is the Hoop Troop and we're Shooter's Touch. And as always, 
shoot is shoot. 